0: Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are discussing stuff, news. We're in that sweet spot in between content where we can actually talk about the things that have been announced and, and other things and lost episode things. All that and more of we have no control over. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm a rambler. I'm sorry, I'm Jeff Ramble. Uh, Jeff Randall. (laughs) A rambling man, rambling man. (laughs) Good to talk to you, Jeff. Welcome back. Yeah, it's not been that long, but it's been a while since we've done an episode that wasn't like, geeking out about the most recent what if episode.
0: (laughs) It feels like it was just yesterday, but it also feels like it was an eternity. (laughs) (laughs) Why? I don't know. (laughs) It feels like whenever we have those, like, if all of the episodes drop at once, or if there's a daily episode kind of thing, it just Mm -hmm. feels very stressful. Like there's always something looming over us. Like, yeah. oh, I haven't, there's something that I haven't done today.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's, oh, that's I haven't a, watched the episode. Okay, that's a such a relatable feeling to me. And it has nothing to do with uh, our podcast production. But just like, if I've got something I have to do in a day, yep. that consumes my brain. Like, I can't yep. get my mind off it. <laughs> if there's just anything that I have to do, it doesn't matter how easy it is. It doesn't matter how much fun it is. It's like if I have something that the day is aiming at, then like I, I just can't relax. Can't process I can't.
0: anything else. <laughs>
1: yeah, 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 for sure. Can't do anything
0: until I get to that thing. And if that thing is later in the day,
1: your yeah. whole day is shot. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I had that experience kind of today. What I, what I can do, I can't do any mental work for whatever reason. But I can do like errands. So like today, I was like, I'm gonna need to get stuff done. So I'm just gonna like get in my car and drive around and do errands because those are like drop off the check here, move the thing over there. Like just simple (laughs) tasks that don't require any thinking. And my brain can do those because it's somehow just consumed by the fact that tonight I have to sit down for an hour and talk to Jeff. Like what is the what is my problem?
0: I don't know. Same thing. (laughs) I've I have exactly the same problem. Except it's like I'm I'm so incredibly busy all the time. Like I've Mm -hmm. got You know, doctor's appointments, these appointments, meetings at work, uh, you know, various other appointments that are always coming up. Yeah. Like, if somebody tries to schedule a call with me, even just a a phone call with me, I'm like, oh, God, I can't, okay, Uh, mm, push that four hours away so that I can even (laughs) consider doing anything in between that. Yeah. And then, like, also involving trying to, like, work out every day, like, Yeah, my schedule is shot and my brain is shot with it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, me too, man. Me too. The 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 family stuff has taken up a lot of just you know the time, and some of it is much easier, like emotionally and like stress related. That now that my mom is living in the house, yeah. But take care of it, mom. (laughs) Like so much. Well, no, no, no. That's not what I mean. I just mean like. She's not an hour away. So before oh, she yeah. had like a doctor's appointment, it was like an hour drive to get her, then take her to the doctor's appointment, then come back, and then an hour and a half drive back or whatever. So it's like yeah. everything's easier now that she's right here, but also I'm staying on top of things better than she did. So now she has like. I'm like, okay, we gotta get you every specialist that you were supposed to get in the last two years, but you haven't scheduled, or like, <laughs> I, like, and I wasn't there to like babysit. Happening is like, I am making sure she's going to every specialist she needs to to get everything, like just just in the get her. We've changed her med. Like she she's been here, and her medication has been basically the same for like ten years, and sure. since she's been here. I've been like, well, doc, why is she taking this? And then they're like, oh yeah, she should not be on that anymore. I'm like, yeah, why didn't why did I notice that? Like. <laughs> <sighs> so anyway.
0: you're basically her personal assistant now.
1: Yeah, which is not good. Like that's not that's not <laughs> what I like need to be doing with my time, but it's, it's also that's not my job. Yeah, well it's it's and yeah. It's not it is, my career dream. Yeah, it's not my dream, but it is very uh much less it's 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 much less stressful than having her an hour and a half away and not being able to do those things like i was using just as much time but it was all just driving like you know like um now it's like she's right here i just take her to the doctor she gets i get all her appointments lined up like i get them on the same day so we like get her in the car and we just go from appointment to appointment (laughs) get in the car it's doctor day (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) Just like you have Bagel Week. It's Dr. Exactly. Day. Exactly. I was about to make that reference, but I couldn't remember if we talked about it on the podcast or not. <laughs> uh, Dr. Day and Bagel Week. That's what yep. we do around here at the Carroll Home. Um, <laughs> it's real great when Dr. Day and Bagel Week overlap. Oh, yeah. Some cream cheese on your way to the doctor. <laughs> so, all of that to say, we're all back. All of that not talk- MCU-related <laughs> <laughs> Our last episode we posted, we, we, it was just called like tangents galore or something like that because we just, and that's sounding like already feeling like that on this one. Um, but no, that is not the case because we have news to talk about.
0: We do have news to talk about. It's news
1: that we had talked about. (laughs) Yes. So, so a little, little background. I mentioned it on one of the what if episodes, but a lot of people may have not even listened to those yet. Um. But during uh, before What If started, me and Jeff got together to do a news catch up episode, and uh, we had a we had a terrible technical issue that completely robbed us of that episode. So uh, we we basically are doing another news catch up episode, some of which we have already talked about amongst ourselves. But we we are now <laughs> going to do it on the like. Hopefully, it will make it to people's ears this time.
0: Yeah. Now we're going to include everyone else on the on this discussion. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Exactly. <laughs> So, um, first off the first big piece of news that is, uh, well, firstly, this is the most recent piece of news and I think it's wild. What if season three got a sneak peek? Yep. Like they, uh, Marvel put out a sneak peek for what if season three, which says coming soon. Yep. What does that mean? We just finished
0: what if season two. Right. Well, it probably means that they went ahead and made season three at the same time. Right. Or they've just been like, right. you know, churning it out. Or they have a, a big story that they've already, uh, you know, kind of put together in their minds as, as yeah. far as like, here's what we're going to do. And I yeah, honestly, I'm here for it because that sneak peek was
1: awesome. Sneak peek was really fun. It's just a scene, and, and it, uh, I'll do my best to get a link in our show notes, but it's a scene between. Winter Soldier and Red Guardian as younger men, uh, I guess, uh, doing Russian spy stuff. And Bill Foster looks like as a shield agent. Yep. Trying to stop them or or trying to at least like find them or something. Uh, It it looks really, looks really fun and just great characters that we love on the screen again, you know? Yep. Yep.
0: And uh, it was. It was so simple, you know, it was just a, a, like, a a historical type thing, like, ah, Red Scare, right? Mm -hmm. And then, where we've seen Red Guardian before was very much, you know, like, intrinsic to that Red Scare, and, like, they're among us, you know, the commies are among us kind of crap. Um, Right. But, like... It it's it's just going right along with that and keeps you know it's kind of it's kind of a grounded thing. It's it's not like crazy superpowers. Bill Foster didn't like uh, enlarge at all. Like it was Mm -hmm. just you know Bucky punched through a a car door, but like that's because he's got the super soldier arm. It
1: made me wonder if uh, he if Bill Foster was not uh, Goliath yet or whatever.
0: Yeah, like at what point? in the timeline is this.
1: Yeah. And I I just got the feeling that maybe he's just like, we don't know exactly much about the relationship except a little bit of like drama that we heard about in Ant-Man and the Wasp. But like, uh, I had, I just, it makes me think that maybe he was a shield agent or something that like got involved with Hank Pym when Hank Pym was working with shield. And that might be part of the rift between them or something. It looked like he was a shield agent. I'm not totally sure though.
0: Yeah. And like, it's, it's weird. Like, we think of him, we think of Bill Foster as, like, scientist. He is scientist. He worked with Hank Pym. And, you know, he was working on uh, a way to help Ava uh, Mm -hmm. when, you know, she was ghosting out or whatever, like, when she was phasing. So, like, he is scientist. Why is he in the field? Why is he at a a checkpoint on a road in what looks like, I guess, Ohio? I don't know. And that's
1: the thing. I had a lot of the same questions, and I had the same questions about, like, Winter Soldier, and Red Guardian. I was sitting here thinking about all this stuff, and then I remembered, oh yeah, it's what if. Like, (laughs) I kept thinking about, how does this exactly fit into canon? And then I remembered, it doesn't. This is an alternate universe. Um, Sure. (laughs) We'll get certain points. It's really interesting. Like, uh, the idea that they could have a Marvel animated series set in the MCU and, like, show us some background stories like this, but instead by doing a what if, I think the reason they don't do that is because they don't want to, Call their shots since they don't want the the animated side saying like this happened and then the movies yeah. no longer have flexibility around what happened.
0: Yeah. Or the the animated stuff has almost no stakes because they have to not call their shot and exactly. like, not affect the major timeline. What if is a
1: perfect solution to that problem because it's it you know you you can do whatever you want you can be as big as you want and we saw them get pretty big in season two and the fact that like the idea of red guardian and or winter soldier either one of them being Mm -hmm. on this like on like a multiverse guardians team or whatever like that sounds amazing (laughs) right (laughs) i want that so bad
0: like i want red guardian
1: everywhere yeah
0: and I, i think like especially with this little sneak peek if this if if season 3 comes out or at least this episode comes out before thunderbolts then like we get that little like preview of how they you know how their their chemistry is together yeah. even yeah. if it is just voice like we still get those two working together and seeing how how they mesh
1: yeah and we get a sense of possibly their actual uh background because we we've seen that a lot in what if where it's like we learn a little bit about the background, even if it's not. Even if the what if takes in a different direction, like we have, we right. can kind of assume that the uh, the king of Wakanda actually did give Howard Stark the vibranium. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it, there's like little things like that that we've been talking about for years, but like there's little things <laughs> like that that we can assume were actually added to the canon. Now, the the great thing is, if they wanted to later, they could make a different choice in the movies, and then we could have to, have to headcanon why that happened differently and what if. But that's fine. It's what if, you know?
0: It's what if. It's a completely different thing.
1: Yeah, it's a really clever way of using the characters, doing cool, bold things with the characters, creating new, cool, bold characters, like with Kohore. Oh, Kohori.
0: I love her so much.
1: Me I too, want her man. to come to live action so bad. Uh, they and the way they handled it all was so clever and fun. Yeah, if you guys haven't seen What If, this is obviously not a What If centric episode. Um well, we we were <laughs> we're going to do some What If feedback in a little while, it but uh kind of has been. Some of you guys might be jumping in for the first time, you uh, know, in, in a while, and uh if you haven't seen What If, go watch it. It's so much fun. Um secondly, I actually didn't put this on the rundown for whatever reason, but uh Jonathan Majors is out.
0: Oh, yeah, you wanted to blindside me with that.
1: Yeah, we we haven't had a chance to talk about <laughs> That's this. That's why you
0: didn't put it on the rundown. <laughs> because
1: when we re- recorded this last time, this uh, this news episode, that hadn't happened yet. Yeah. What do you think? Jonathan Majors is officially, uh, officially out as Kang. Yeah, I mean, he
0: was found guilty. So, mm-hmm. you know, I... I was not on the jury. I was not privy to any of the stuff there, so I can't really say that like you know they did or did not make a, a sound decision that I agree with or not. Sure. But oh, well, a, yeah, that's not really. The decision what I mean. was made and <laughs> if he was found guilty, I do not think that he should be uh kept on board, yeah. I, I'll say. I agree. Because that puts a bad name on the Marvel brand.
1: Yeah, Haley said it on uh, Multiverse News this week. Haley Hobbs said, like, like negative press that goes along with that trial and everything that that ma- that happened, and like all of that, like that now follows Jonathan Majors. But because Marvel has done the right thing, that d- that bad press is not Marvel's anymore. You know, <laughs> like yeah. they get to like actually. Be- and I'm really wondering if there's something in the contracts, like. It was really, really odd the way it happened. Uh, The the guilty verdict came out, and then, like hour, like an hour later, um, Marvel came out with a with a statement saying he was removed from the role or whatever. It was like really (laughs) quick after. It was like the same day at least. And um, I'm 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 wondering if there was something in Jonathan Major's contract that said like you know there's probably like a moral clause or something, but it probably required a conviction before they could move on without paying him out a bunch of money or something. You know what I mean? Like, they've committed to all these movies, and then they can fire him, but like there was probably, like, they had to fire him for cause. So I'm guessing the reason Marvel hasn't made a move quicker, they may have even known they were going to make this move, but they're waiting on that guilty verdict. I'm guessing. This is totally my own theory, but, like, (laughs) it just seemed really suspect that as soon as the guilty verdict fell, they were like yep, we're done. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> done with me. <laughs> um, and, and there's, there's a lot of other things going on of the other stories about, um, working with him and that there were some, like, um, he was fired from his, um, uh, public pu- PR team or whatever, a while back. And they, sure. and they, they cited like, um, some sort of behavior unrelated to this whole trial. Like apparently he had, uh, and so, like that whole, like unrelated to the trial, they're basically saying like it's not because of the trial because that's that hasn't happened yet. It's because of his behavior otherwise. And it's like, oh, so there's other uh, so stuff going on. He's got a history, some sort of history that, like, you know, made his PR team bail. Mm. So obviously, I think it's a good decision. I wasn't trying to get you to weigh in on the decision necessarily, but like, how does it make you feel about the future of the MCU? Um, it does seem uh, going with this story. There's a. Um, Deadline reported that the Loki creator Michael Waldron uh, is returning to write Avengers Kang Dynasty. Um, yep. So that was reported after Loki ended and so so beautifully. Um, so it was after all this Jonathan Major stuff had come out. So they knew, I think, at that point they were going to recast, and there's still, yeah, th- th- there have been some differing reports, but according to that report, it's still called Kang Dynasty. It seems like they're going to keep 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 Kang and recast. Yeah. And I'm I'm okay with that cuz like
0: Marvel has a history of being okay with recasting for roles that um that are not like groundbreakingly iconic hmm. necessarily. So like you know we got a recast between Iron Man 1 and 2 of Rhodey. We got a yep. recast of Banner. You yep. know, we've we've had um the, there there've been others like there've been like three different actors for uh for Cassie Lang
1: right but well, that's different ages though <laughs> that's a little different
0: well the 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 teenage version or the like the older version has had two at least different actors sure
1: but like still pretty drastically different ages not really no the actresses aren't different ages but it's like a good whatever 5 years apart no it was after the after the blip yeah i know but st- i'm saying like The movies came out five years apart.
0: Oh sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. the The movies came out that long apart. Yeah. So the the
1: the the, the same actress could have been used, but you're going to have a big change in like uh, someone's whatever. They're going to grow up a lot in between like whatever 14 and 19. So it's like it's it's reasonable to recast it that if you want to. But I've heard people say that they shouldn't have. I've heard that actress that played the younger Cassie is good. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't I, I haven't seen either of them in anything else.
0: But all that to say like it's it's fairly easy to you know drop somebody who is relatively fresh to the role even though he did a great job in in Loki yes he did a great job in um in Quantumania like he did a uh, he did a solid job as Kang but like y- y- <laughs> you you don't do good in the public eye you got to get dropped so yeah you know I'm I'm okay with Marvel recasting it, especially since, like, there's already precedent for, you know, this is Peter Parker, but he just looks different because he's in that universe. And, right. like, it, it's very easy for, like, this is Kang, but he looks different because he's from that
1: universe. Right. Or and whatever. We've, we've talked about that uh, pretty endlessly, really, about, like, the yeah. fact that. You know, they, they have options to recast. It's a little awkward because of that last shot in Mania, but like... <laughs> yeah, with the arena. Yeah, the arena full of Jonathan Major's uh, versions. We've, we, I think we joked in a previous episode, yeah, that's just one arena. <laughs> yeah, that's one arena. Of, it's like the the whole, like, Yggdrasil, where it's like, yeah.
0: you know, we're, there's a uh, like a grove of Yggdrasils across the multiverse. It's yeah, like that. Totally. There's so many arenas with all these different gangs. <laughs> you know how it goes <laughs> yeah you know how
1: it goes <laughs> that old that old story that old story
0: <laughs> that reminds me though there was also like the the big loki fight there were so many different lokis that like they all like one of them was a freaking alligator like, mm-hmm. there's
1: precedent there oh for sure Free cast
0: sure. kang as an alligator is what i'm saying
1: yes, that's what we're hoping for alligator <laughs> kang twenty twenty six um <coughs> vote alligator Kang at the top of the Kang dynasty is the alligator <laughs> <laughs> it would be really really good if they like showed that little like uh i don't know uh kang um kang illuminati looking group that's like the the five of them that were just talking at the end of quantum mania and he just like yep. panned to the corner and one of them is like an, an alligator's like <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> and they're like oh god yes sir i'm so sorry sir <laughs>
0: he's, he's the most powerful they have to yeah they have to bow
1: to him <laughs> yep, yep 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 um uh, speaking of power Speaking of strength. Tell me about strength. I got a new razor, man.
0: What's that? uh, Strength?
1: Yeah. Strength. Power. I feel that about this thing. Uh, it is so well engineered. We we got a razor from Henson Shaving. Oh, that razor! You
0: mean the one that I could probably defend my myself against assailants with?
1: Yes, yes, you could. It is, is, super it is super strong. It's super strong, really intense. It's a really cool razor. I've never seen a razor like this, and it just flies in the face of all of the other types of razors. And here's what it is: it's almost, it's almost, it's like. To me, it feels like a different class of razor that I've never heard of before. Like, yeah,
0: like we got upgraded to first class um, on the the razor plane.
1: Yes, (laughs) this is a weird analogy. It it is, but I like it. Why? Why do you need a razor plane? Like, what does it fly with razors? What's the deal here? Um, All of it. Yes, all of it. The way this razor works is instead of you know we've all been buying either cheap like cheap plastic razors that like are, are really cheap or. Um, you know they have these like multiple razor heads that you can buy with different uh, companies, um, and and you have to replace them so often. This razor is so different; it is not focused on like planned obsolescence of having to get a new razor every week. They 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 say it costs once you get this razor set up, you get this original kit. It's three to five dollars a year to shave, and I. Totally believe it after after my first experience with this. Instead of the razor heads, it is a razor kind of holder.
0: It's a body.
1: Yeah, it's a body, and then you put a new, literally just a new razor blade into it, and it comes with these razor blades. Uh, if you use our coupon code, you get a bunch of the razor. You get a hundred razor blades. Like I literally don't think I'll ever. I, like it will be years. Before I need another razor.
0: Yeah, this is probably the last razor I'm ever going to own. if I'm being honest.
1: Yeah, totally. totally. And and like, I use I when I used have used it so far. It is just like completely uh, smooth on my my face is the smoothest I've ever seen. Like the lines are so clean on my beard right now. I'm I'm really loving it. When you see our video episodes, you'll see new (laughs) upgrades to Matt's razor has happened.
0: So just for a little bit of backstory, Henson Shaving is a family-owned aerospace parts manufacturer that has made parts for the ISS, the International Space Station, mm-hmm. and the Mars Rover. And now they're bringing precision engineering into the shaving experience. Yeah. And I honestly, I feel that.
1: Yeah, it really does look like... <laughs> Like a sci fi implement. Like the fact that it's space, you know, <laughs> it's so cool. They, they, they point out that the reason you cut yourself with a razor is, n- and there, is not because of the razor's dullness. It's actually because it becomes wobbly over time. They use a diving board analogy. As you jump on a diving board, it like bends more and more over time and it becomes wobbly and you can easily cut yourself. It doesn't work as well for shaving. But the way this works is you replace it, and it's the entirety of the chassis the little body is like designed to curve the razor so that it is completely rigid going against your skin and it is really tight shave
0: yeah and the the precision with with which they have designed this means that they the the razor extends point zero zero one three inches out, less than the thickness of a human hair,
1: yeah it's a, it's it's awesome it, it really is like a completely di- like i i feel like we're, we're taking a little longer to explain it this first ad because like i feel like it is a completely different class of razor it's almost hard to explain because it's like it's, it's not blow
0: your mind yeah
1: it's not what you think of when you go to the store and buy like a little pack of razors this is a permanent thing fixture for your bathroom that you can use you know all you do is change out the literal razor blade. You're not changing out a whole head. There's not a bunch of wasted plastic. You're changing out just the razor blade when you when you need to. It means that you literally three dollars a year is your new shaving plan. They're not trying to get you on like buying a bunch of heads or buying a bunch of new razors every time. You're just replacing the razor blade, and it is yeah smart and cool design. And
0: there's not a lot of plastic waste
1: to go yeah. along with that.
0: Like it's it's more eco friendly this way.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no plastic waste at all. No plastic used. It is aerospace grade aluminum, and it looks cool. It really like it. It looks completely different than any razor I've ever seen, and it works. It feels. Uh, they say like an old school shave. Like it feels like something you'd get the barber from a straight razor, but with a new new technological design. It's really really cool. I highly recommend it. Really cool. Even just the experience of using it was cool. So it's at Hensonshaving.com slash MCU. It's it's really cool and really good deal. And for our listeners, what's the deal, Jeff?
0: Well, it's time to say no to subscriptions and yes to a razor that'll last you a lifetime. You visit Hensonshaving.com slash MCU. Pick the razor for you and use the code MCU. You'll get two years worth of blades for free with your razor. Just make sure to add them to your cart. That is 100 free blades when you go to h-e-n-s-o-n-s-h-a-v-i-n-g dot com slash mcu and use the code mcu
1: sweet I, i seriously do it it's really great the link will be in our show notes go check it out okay well we have some other news pieces another what if related uh Thing is, they, they, they this was weeks ago at this point, but um, <laughs> because like we said, <laughs> some, ages some, ago, some of these news stories are a little less uh, less less timely. Let's say a little less Victor timely. Hey, literally, some of these stories are a little less Victor timely. <laughs> Oof, <laughs> <laughs> I like it. All right, okay. Um, at the world premiere of What If Season Two, so obviously dated because we've all seen What If Season Two <laughs> like a month at ago. Point, Like a month ago. Um, They also gave a sneak peek to the new show, Your Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man, which is a new title for the show we've been calling Spider-Man Freshman Year for a while now. It is now going to be called um, Your Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man, and a sneak peek for X-Men 97. Both of which are animated
0: and coming out this year,
1: if I'm not mistaken. That's the big news, and just... The, the The fact that they're showing sneak peeks somewhere, see that's what that's what blows me away. Like these sneak peeks, we we know these are coming out this year. Like that was the big yeah. news. They're showing sneak peeks at a closed door setting, but what if which just had season two drop is yep. already giving us the sneak peek? So like, sneak peek being shown to a closed door event means it's coming out this year. Like just timetable wise. Like, sure. But a, but a sneak peek already in our hands feels like it's going to be even sooner, and like. It said coming soon. I don't know. It feels like, are we going to get new What If? And are they going to keep to this sort of release strategy? Because I think the release strategy, particularly for What If, worked great. But part of it, why it worked great was because of the holidays. Everyone was off. So we all had this like everyday thing to look forward to. Yeah, I'm really curious how they're going to drop the new season.
0: Yeah, that's the question. Because like, we've got upcoming. I mean, we've got Echo next week. Yeah, next week. We have Echo in uh, five days from the date of recording.
1: Yeah, our very next and episode on in this feed will be the first Echo episode coming out Tuesday. Like,
0: all of the episodes are dropping at once for that. So, mm-hmm. like, is it going to be right after that? Are we waiting a couple of months after that? Like, what? something's coming out in, in May, right? Yeah. Something else is, could come, you know, within the next four months.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: We could get a season two. But then, like... Are they already working on season four of What If? Is this mm-hmm. going to be the end of it? I hope it's not the end of it. This is a really fun series.
1: Oh, yeah. I, and it feels like the kind of series that could keep going, even if the MCU ended. You know what I mean? Like Even if they like stopped making MCU, <laughs> yep. it feels like this is a series they could just keep going with and keep mining this like interesting corners of the MCU that haven't been fully explored and taking them off in cool new directions. Yeah, man. I, I I really love it. I really, really love it. Also at the uh what if season premiere, um, they had and they announced, and this is huge news. This is great, really exciting, uh, Black Panther Eyes of Wakanda animated series.
0: Hail yeah. Hail And this yeah. is supposed to be an anthology series, yeah. right? That is like you know, it's it's set from the like from the eyes of the war dogs, I guess, or the the people who leave Wakanda to go on missions outside of Wakanda.
1: Yeah, the official logline is: throughout Wakandan history, brave warriors have been tasked to travel the world retrieving dangerous vibranium artifacts. This is their story. I love it. I love it so much. It sounds so freaking cool. That gives us so much
0: potential. It's wide ass open.
1: Basically. Yeah. Well, it's wide as open, but it also is set in the MCU and is like like it gives us a chance to sort of like what if is doing, but in a canon way, visit these corners of the MCU. I would not be surprised if we actually got that Howard Stark receiving the gift of vibranium. Like, what if it starts with one of those uh, soldiers, Wakandan soldiers, seeking out an artifact, and then ends up like. But we, this is our fight too, and gives it, you know what I mean? Like, let's, let's, Howard yes. Have it.
0: Oh, like one, like there's a, uh, it ends up being the king going to, uh, to retrieve it, right? Yeah. To like go and retrieve the, the sample. And then, you know, having to work with Howard, having to work with whoever in, uh, in the U.S. Army, you know,
1: Yeah, Uh, not with SSR possibly seeing the atrocities that are happening in World War II. Yeah, yeah, and being
0: like, you guys need help.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming around, you guys
0: need this.
1: Yeah, and giving it, giving that to Howard Stark, and getting to know that Howard Stark is the guy who could use this. You know, like who could actually take this and use, make something of it. Maybe we We can
0: trust this in his hands.
1: Maybe it's not the king. Maybe it is the king eventually. But like maybe the person who gets to know Howard is like another scientist from Wakanda, similar to like what Shuri is now, uh, sure. for Wakanda. Like you know, they're they're sort of uh, tech bros.
0: It could be that like, um, it's the the father of T'Chaka, mm-hmm. but he hasn't yet taken over. Yeah, like, he's sure. the Black Panther, right? Or he's you know a, a spy or war or whatever, but he isn't yet king, right. and like. This, oh, this mission where he sees the, like, he he goes on this mission and then finds mercy and, like, uh, learns to use diplomacy. And that's the thing that, like, makes him, uh, in his father's eyes, worthy of of being past the crown. And, like, or makes that all happen for him.
1: Or, like, at this point, we're just writing this episode. Yeah, um, let's write this of, whole episode of uh, Eyes of Wakanda. But like, what if it was? He's the Black Panther. He's mm-hmm. out there uh, doing the bidding of Wakanda to retrieve this thing. It's T'Chaka's father, and it somehow, like, the war ends up the the war and the Nazis or whatever the the, the Axis powers end up somehow either either inadvertently or whatever killing his father. He he becomes king, like during the episode, and so we see T'Chaka, like who is who is still resistant to sharing their technology, sharing their stuff. But he sees his own father and sees that he needs to come in, and that it's coming to their shores. You know, it's coming to Wakanda as well, and like losing his. Like we get to see, we, we would get to see. Howard start get the vibranium. We would get to see T'Chaka's father. We would get to see T'Chaka's father become king. You know, like it'd be just a really cool yeah. like chance to do a lot of cool things.
0: And how disappointing for Wakanda that like that sample that was given we just turned into a frisbee. Exactly. I always think, I just
1: <laughs> always think about that line turned it into a frisbee. <laughs> oh, one okay, another. So yeah, I'm just really excited. That that sounds freaking yeah. awesome. That sounds like uh a show that we are gonna love and cherish and enjoy. So and that and I mean, if that I don't know when that's coming. I'm guessing that's not this year since it's just being announced, but uh hopefully soon. I don't know, man. I I want yeah, now, so they need to hurry the hell up. Sure, and with this new weird release strategy of giving me a sneak peek for season three, the second season two ends, like, <laughs> who knows? Who knows how many seasons of Marvel things there's just ready to drop, and they haven't told us about them yet. Yeah, they just got them chambered. They've been sitting on it. We've been talking about how Marvel's about to, like, sort of slow down production and come out a little less often, especially this year because of the strikes and everything. Uh What if that's not true? What if we just get, like... <laughs> That's the what if we're getting ten series this year. (laughs) (laughs) We're actually getting everything
0: from the back catalog. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, a deluge of Marvel. You're welcome.
1: Yeah, I I wonder if the two seasons coming so quickly, quickly quickly one after another, has something to do with the strikes, or like could because the animation has such a longer production schedule. Like maybe the writing and the acting was done. Before the strikes, and so they were able to like put some effort into animating it, since they're not doing anything else right the now. The animators
0: weren't on strike.
1: Yeah, and so they finished animating these seasons, and now that uh, the strikes are over, they're doing any last ADR, and they're finishing them up, you know? I don't Could know. Could be. It just feels weird to, to have two seasons, which we still don't know when they're dropping, but it feels like they're going to drop quick.
0: It's bizarre. It's bizarre that they would just be like, all right, uh, sneak peek, go. Yeah, like, yeah,
1: yeah, it's very We're not strange.
0: even we're we're a year away from being ready for this yeah
1: yeah yeah um so one other story we had talked about in our previous episode that is no longer really relevant because we did not get it on the screen in time um <laughs> but on the screen I mean the the cast on time um on the airwaves in time but there's Deadpool leaks that came out like 5 weeks ago watch out <laughs> <laughs> look out guys that used to be our headline for this episode that we recorded five weeks ago but like now i'm just saying look out after the boulder has clearly hit all of you already (laughs) we're
0: we're doing the drax thing (laughs) where mantis got hit drax is like look
1: out (laughs) <laughs> so good. It was pretty fun, though. Uh, Ryan Reynolds came out and gave a statement about how, like, please stop leaking. Like, we're just trying to make fun stuff and surprise is part of it, and we don't want to shoot everything on a green screen. We're trying to shoot in real locations, and because of, like, drone footage, you're leaking everything. It's making it hard to hard to surprise people, and that's a bummer. Like, it was a nice yeah. statement from Ryan Reynolds, but what my favorite thing that he did, he then flooded the internet with fakes, like, fake yeah, bunch of memes, memes about... Who is it going to be in the Deadpool movie? Which completely worked on me. Completely. Yeah. I have I don't know what's real and what's not. Like, I guess I came in kind of late, but all the leaks I was already seeing were like half of them were Photoshopped. So I still don't know what's real and what's not.
0: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to Mickey Mouse being in uh,
1: Deadpool 3. Yeah, Steamboat Willie, man. Could could show up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that he's public domain. <laughs> Let's get the Steamboat Willie cinematic universe going.
0: Yep. Uh, <laughs> SWCU. <laughs> Are fans of, of Steamboat Willie called steamers? <laughs> yeah, sure. Are you a steamer streamer?
1: Oh, God. I'm this a Steamboat is... Willie truther. <laughs> <laughs> Steamboat Willie did nine eleven. 11 What? <laughs> Steamboat Willie can't melt steel, steel beans. Listen. Disney can't come at me anymore. Um, <laughs> I, can say, I, can, I can defame the name of Steamboat Willie all I want. <laughs> That's a way funnier thing. Like, they're making all these horror movies, you know? Like, apparently there's three horror-themed... We, we reported on, on Multiverse News this week that there's apparently three horror-themed Steamboat Willie adaptations already in the works. There's, like, two horror movies and a horror game. There's, like, a horror survival game, I think, where you're, like, you are Steamboat Willie and you're, like, going down the river running. I don't know. It's three horror-themed things coming out immediately after. But instead of horror, what if you just, like, did, like, a Forrest Gump, but, like, an evil Forrest Gump, like, where you you just have him, like, go through all the the different things in the world and have him be responsible for all the worst atrocities, you know? Steamboat Willie is like the Palpatine of like oh uh, of the actual universe. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Steamboat Willie is actually Palpatine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sith Lord Steamboat Willie. Yep. Uh. Okay. Uh, th- so wh- th- that's about the Deadpool leaks that we were talking about. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I forgot what story we were talking about. Uh, yeah, watch out for the Deadpool leaks, guys. Careful. Watch out for
0: Steamboat Willie, everybody. <laughs> if you see him around, something bad's happening.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Just like, you see, he's like the. I just i I really need somebody to Photoshop Steamboat Willie into that like picture of that little girl with the house burning behind her. You yeah. Know? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, That's
0: so silly.
1: So stupid. <laughs> okay. Uh, the l- last couple stories Matthew Orton, uh, a writer from Moon Knight, is apparently doing the um, additional photography uh, writing for Brave New World. Some of the rewrites are being written by Matthew Orton of Moon Knight fame, uh, yeah. replacing the writers uh, Spellman and Musan, who did uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. What do you think of the change? What do you think that means for? Brave New World.
0: I, I mean, reshoots are are uh, a constant thing, right? Like, sure. reshoots are, they always happen.
1: Yeah, but I, I guess... I don't
0: know why you would bring in a separate writer, though. I mean, the writing on Moon Knight was incredible.
1: Well, and it's a very different tone, too. It's a very different tone, very different, um, I think, depth, even, maybe, than Falcon Winter Soldier. Um a lot more internal going on with talking uh, with um with Moon Knight, obviously with the with the subject matter, but um mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. It's it's a darker tone, I think. Uh, yeah, it's
0: definitely dark.
1: Yeah. So I'm I'm interested to see like what they're gonna do with that.
0: Well, I I wonder if um the additional photography, you know, the whatever whatever it may be, is not like not reshoots as much as like adding stuff.
1: Well, that's a lot of times what the reshoots are—is they're adding, taking away, changing the context of things, like whatever. Like, but it, suppose from what I've heard, they're supposed to be like pretty extensive reshoots, sure. um, maybe sure. more than is normal. But part of that is because like we had this—it got pushed back a lot, so they have a time yep. to rework work it a little bit. Well, I wonder if it's like
0: they needed somebody from you know this this more fantastical series to work on some fantastical elements perhaps mm. like if they're if they're opening up the story of uh Brave New World to you know include more than just the you know Falcon Winter Soldier super soldiers uh you know the like uh the general Ross the like you know all the the grounded like i guess the more grounded stuff like instead of keeping it to just that like also bringing in some of the weird stuff
1: yeah 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 yeah. You know, like egyptian gods <laughs> yeah exactly oh man how cool would it be okay so we're just talking about the tone and the how cool would it be that this means they're bringing moon knight in to the yeah. story oh
0: that's kind of where i am is like uh mark Spector is uh a mercenary like he yeah. was a mercenary first so like he was right in that same world with, you know, the the flag smashers sure. and
1: political and, intrigue you know, of it all.
0: Like he could have he could have been in any, you know, involved in any of that. Yeah. But then now he's, you know, the avatar of Khonshu. Mm-hmm. So like it's an entirely different thing. <laughs> like, holy crap, this guy's eyes glow. He has <laughs> magic bandages that wrap around his body, and he can just like pull these crescent-shaped daggers out of anywhere? Like,
1: wow! Oh, where did those come from, sir? Um, <laughs> where were you hiding those? <laughs> Steamboat <laughs> Willie handed them to me.
0: <gasps> Steamboat Willie's actually responsible for Sokovia.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely. Um, Steamboat Willie corrupted the AI that caused Ultron. <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Steamboat Willie actually like was captured and was currently living in the mind stone when it yep. uh when it when it came to earth. It, it, he had been digitized by that point. You know, yep. the digital uh the they digitized all the old Disney stuff and Steamboat Willie's soul entered the mind Stone somehow.
0: No, he was uh <laughs> he was captured and, and like he was imprisoned in the minestone. Yeah. What we yeah, didn't yeah. know is that Tony Stark like went in there and found the the bad. <laughs> mm mm-hmm. he, he they didn't know it was a prison. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm seeing steam but Willie everywhere
1: <laughs> last thing, oh this is so stupid <laughs> last thing last thing in our news is uh, echo this was also again a few weeks ago. echo reactions yep. came out. Um, For the first was,
0: two episodes. Yeah,
1: first reactions to the first two episodes of Echo, and uh, some of the, some of the highlighted. There's a, you can find them online. There's big groups of like tweets that different reviewers came out and gave. But like they said, dark, violent. Um, they said Alakwa Cox is great, uh, refreshing, grounded stakes, um, great fight sequences, uh, and so there were some story criticisms. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see where that goes. Um, but uh, overall, I think Echo is. After seeing What If and seeing what they did, where they're experimenting with the new new drop schedules, like they've been doing mm-hmm. the weekly thing for this entire year, you know, actually the entire like last three years, and then this year they did some interesting. They're they're doing some interesting things with the release schedules, starting with What If, and now with Echo dropping all at once. I I I always took that dropping all at once as like a lack of confidence in the show. But now I really yeah. do think that it's, it has more to do with they're just experimenting with their release schedules. They're, they're having a lot of issues at Marvel. They're trying to figure out how to exactly handle the MCU going forward. And I think releasing all at once or releasing daily as they did with what if like it's a different, it's a totally different thing. It's a different beast. I really like the daily release. I think it was, probably one of my favorite ways to release because it's really fast almost like you're binging but everyone's together you know what i mean everyone can still have the conversations that we love having yeah um but it's like a daily check-in but here's the thing i really like about both of these ideas is it gives us a little space between properties like i think that missing the mcu is a powerful thing like when there hasn't been a show in two or three weeks or even two or three weeks but like let's say two months when a new show yeah. drops and i am i just get so excited if i was just covering loki and then the next show starts the next week it's kind of like all right keep on the grind you know it, it, absence makes the heart grow fonder i guess is the yeah 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 it's the thing i made up to cover this concept mm-hmm that I've never heard that
0: before, but it makes sense. Thank
1: you. Yeah, I think it does, too. I think it has a good, incredibly has a
0: unique, it. that thing that you just said there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we never get a, a chance to breathe and really, like, uh, get to talk about how something feels, you know, how a series felt for us and how it, it affected us, and then like speculate on it for weeks and mm-hmm. weeks and our red string theories and how does that tie in I've watched it three more times and I've found all these little things that yeah. like all these little easter eggs that obviously mean like resounding things throughout yeah. the MCU they're not just easter eggs <laughs> like obviously this this one little piece here means that uh, Kang went back in time and was Ramatut. Tut like it's you know crazy things like that that we we as the fans of the mcu absolutely love getting to do Mm -hmm. and i i for one love seeing it in our our facebook chat where like people are like okay hear me out (laughs) like i love when that's the start of the post is okay i've been thinking about this for a while (laughs) hear me out and i'm like oh i'm in i'm in i'm grabbing my popcorn like let's go take me on a ride
1: weird things you got to say um Yeah, I think that—I actually really like the idea, and I think it would really behoove Marvel. I don't like the daily the all at once drops. I think it's stupid, because I think you have no room for water cooler.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. The in-between episode talk is huge.
1: Yeah, it is. And Marvel has been a little too beholden to the weekly schedule. I think, like, a a two-times-a-week schedule— or a 3 time like if it was dropping Monday, Wednesday, Friday or or oh. like what if did every day like if they dropped a if they had a 10 episode series and they just dropped it all it would feel like that 10 days would feel meaty enough you know we've talked about in the past where when you binge something too quickly there's no time to talk about it you don't live with the episodes so they it feels like it comes in and out you know it like it runs through you and it's That's like just, that episode ran right through me yeah it, it really really can and I think that giving these episodes a little bit of time but not a whole week would allow them to continue to put out the episodes they're putting out, at the clip they're putting them out, but it would it would allow that time in between for us to miss what's going on. And, and you don't have sure. to reduce the amount of content, you just have to reduce the, change the schedule up. I think that would be really, really smart. Sure. I don't know that I like the...
0: Uh, the daily release for something like WandaVision. Sure. Where, like, it was such a, a mystery. Yeah. And, like, the mystery was only built by – or it was built more by giving us a week in between episodes to, like, talk about and speculate and, yeah. and theorize. Like, I, I that I agree. sort of thing was – that helped build it up in our minds of, like,
1: how crazy it was. I totally agree, and I think there's different – like I think the, the the there could be all kinds of formats they could play with, but I'm I just like that yeah. they're experimenting. I really do. I don't like the idea of all at once, but I do like the experimentation.
0: I think for something like what if though the daily release or mm-hmm. the every other day or you know twice a week or whatever, like that's a good format for for that sort of thing because of the lower stakes and the you know maybe the the less like long term meaty kind of content. Yeah, where it's like. You know, it's a one-off thing. It's one and done. It might, you know, come into play later. Kind of the way that season two had it, where it's like, you know, there was a couple of things from season one, a thing or two from season two that, you know, really needed to to understand to get to the end. But, like, for the most part, most of the episodes stood alone mm-hmm. and and were fine alone.
1: Yeah. And well, And that's the thing. That's one of the reasons it works so well is because they're standalone. It's almost an anthology, if it weren't for the crossovers. Yeah. And this uh, this season had a few little teases that a crossover was coming, just like last season did. Um, yep. I think this one started teasing it a little sooner. Because last season, we had no idea. We thought it was a pure anthology. We did not yeah. think the crossover was happening. And then it did, and it was so cool. This season, we knew that was possible, so they started teasing it a little sooner. But like, there's a lot less to... Sp- When you're watching an entire episode and you want to speculate about what's happening in the rest of the season, so you give us a whole week, you can speculate about every character you saw and what's going to happen with that (laughs) character. You know what I mean? But when you just know that, like, there may be a crossover, but it's not going to be, like, I'm not going to find out what happens to Korg. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to need to talk about Korg or Howard the Duck again. So there's not, like, that sort of speculation mill that is generated by like a WandaVision or even a Falcon Winter Soldier or a Loki. Um, but I do think that like something like twice a week could really work, like Monday yeah. and Friday or Tuesday and Friday or whatever. Whatever days we're podcasting, that, that would be the days to drop them.
0: <laughs> Please just keep to our schedule, Marvel. Yeah,
1: just, just conform to us. <laughs> One other big benefit, I think, to the less than weekly schedule, but also having the gap, is. If you have a gap between shows, which is what I'm really advocating, like a two month there's when you have one show leading right into the next, there's no time for dedicated hype train. Oh yeah, like if you're if you're actively promoting Wandavision, you can't promote Falcon Winter Soldier. It's something we've been say, you know, it's it's one of our things we try to do on this podcast is like when we want to tell you guys to do something, like go check out a new podcast or. Uh, go join the Patreon or whatever. We try to only do one ask at a time, because yeah. they're like, hey, if you would give us a review, it'd really help. But if you tell people, give us a review and go to our Patreon and go to, it just gets too muddled. It's something we've always thought about when we when we're scheduling out our or talking at the end of our episodes and stuff. Um, yeah. Sometimes we'll give a few plugs at the end or whatever, but you know that one ask ask a time concept, like I think it works for like when you're when you're asking someone to be excited about Wandavision and they're excited about the finale of Wandavision, it's yeah. really hard to split your focus and be like, I am also excited about the the season premiere of Falcon Winter Soldier. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: like this is just right around the corner. Like, be excited for all of these things right now.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think that the idea of spreading like. Keeping the amount of content coming, but just take take a few weeks off, I think that excitement would really bode well for um, yeah for the for this new year and uh, speaking of the new year, you know the new year comes with resolutions my friend does it for some for some it does for some for me it doesn't normally I, I tend to set goals, but those goals also do motivate me and if you 've got goals for this year if you've got things you're trying to accomplish one of them very likely has to do with health. I know on my list of goals, it does. Oh, yeah. Trying to be healthier this year. And Factor Meals is the way to go. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success in the new year. Skip to grocery stores, prep work and cooking fatigue instead get chef crafted dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door with over 35 meals to choose from every week i really really enjoy factor meals they feel like i'm eating out at a nice restaurant they don't feel like because they're they're, they're not frozen they're they're fresh food and they're chef prepared and you just pop them in the microwave for 2 minutes
0: that's the thing that i love about it so much is like you have uh, you know, a stack of options to go with, mm-hmm. and it's almost like uh, the, the grown-up version of those uh, kids' cuisines, except, you know, way better for you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. Way better for you, um, way better ingredients, just better all around, and just complex, interesting flavors, um, and just feels like you're getting a nutritiously complete, good meal- out of your two minutes in the microwave meal it's really impressive um really good stuff i'm I'm very impressed and they
0: also have uh not just you know the the two minute meals or whatever they've got uh snack options you know the breakfast smoothies snacks juices uh you know basically anything to get you through your day, no matter what your your schedule is you can just have something ready to go for a lot cheaper than any kind of takeout that that you might be getting or mm-hmm. uh, any you know drive through, God forbid.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Factors is everything uh, I need for a week of flavorful, nutritious eats. Uh, head to com slash mcu50 and use code mcu50 to get 50% off. That's code mcu50 at factormeals.com slash mcu50 to get 50% off.
0: I'm actually going to do that right now because I'm sick of the grocery store right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh man, we didn't say it there in the body of the ad, which I guess this still is. Um, but dude, I go to the grocery store and spend uh, like two hours there. Now that I have a family to like plan all the meals for, I am spending like two hours in the grocery store every week. And it's just a lot of planning and meal prep and getting all the right things and getting the weird thing that someone wants for this recipe. And like factor just makes so many of our meals easier. Highly recommend. Um, again, it's a... Uh, Factormeals.com slash MCU50 and use code MCU50 to get 50% off. So lastly here on the cast for today, um, we we wanted to come back and do old news.
0: (laughs) New news, old news.
1: New news, old news. Medium news. Steamboat Willie news. Mediumly priced news. (laughs) But uh, we also had a few people write in about what if, uh, particularly some of our patrons, and we wanted to get to those since... You know, we're doing what if this, we did what if last week. It's what if, uh, this is our like one episode between what if and echo. So I wanted to go ahead and get some of our what if feedback in. So, uh, you want to go ahead and hit those.
0: righty First up, we've got Timothy Castillo saying, holy crap. I just finished what if season two and what a journey that became. I'm so happy. They ended with the Loki remade Yggdrasil of time. Hmm. I'm getting really excited for secret wars. I'm hoping Fantastic Four will have something that is a lead-in to that. I do wonder, since all this is multiversal and we now officially have heroes in multiple dimensions, even if we're only counting Monica Rambeau, will the Fantastic Four even be on this main universe that we've known as the home of the MCU, or will it be starting in a completely separate dimension-slash-timeline? The X-Men are confirmed as being in two separate ones now, so there's already precedent for something like this. What do you guys think? Are we going to get more points of view from different universes in the movies or even other shows before Secret Wars? I think that would add weight and significance to the ramifications of Secret Wars, personally. Will Monica be in Deadpool 3? Is, is that the universe that she's in? My mind reels. <laughs> oh, and Matt, I was watching What If with my kiddos, ages 8, 9, and 12, and after the watcher said, Time. Space. With no prompt from me... All three of them said "the final frontier," <laughs> so I laughed so hard when you said it in your episode five review. So good!
1: <laughs> oh man, I love that. I love that the kiddos. Also, you just you know you're just doing a good job raising them, kids. Um, <laughs> you're raising them right. Not only are they watching What If as it drops, but you're they're also uh, well acquainted enough with um, Star Trek that space immediately makes them go. The Final Frontier. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all of the rest of that message. All of the rest of that email. And that's your that's focus. All, that's initially. all I got to
1: say, man. Yeah, I have nothing to say about all his theories, where where we're going. Let's move on to the next feedback. That's that's he's doing it right. That's all I'm saying. His parenting is correct. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Um I like I like the idea that Monica Rambeau shows up in Deadpool 3. What do you think?
0: I you know. Monica, 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 Monica. I mean, it it makes sense if that is the same world that uh, that Deadpool is in, right? Right? Where like, I mean, honestly, he could, Deadpool can go to any world that he wants to. It's Deadpool.
1: Yeah. And ugh. well, and now that he has like a time travel, and I'm assuming will be adapted to multiversal traveling device in the new movie, and just be able to pop around and do all kinds of things. Uh yeah. I think I th- I think it's very possible we'll at least see her. I don't know that she'll be like in the same universe or be like a main character, but I think like seeing her, even if in a post-credits showing that she's like hooked up with the X-Men and as now like working with them to try to figure out how to get into the multiverse, you know?
0: You know thinking on it. Um the let's see, what was it? Deadpool two? We saw like all of the X-Men first class actors in the room and they close the door to kind of be like, oh yeah, we're not here. Mm -hmm. Um, So that I think is confirmation that the beast that we saw with Monica is different from the beast that's in the Deadpool verse.
1: That's true. Unless, unless it's just supposed to be that like,
0: Unless that was just a funny thing,
1: well, which it could well be because it's Deadpool. Well, it's that? But it's also the fact that that is just Beast at a very different point in the timeline, too. The the Beast played by Nicholas Holt is, I presume, supposed to just be a younger version of the Beast played by Kelsey Grammer. Although they did some time travel shenanigans, because yeah, I, I think that it's it's been shown that like it's it's the same supposed to be the same version or the same I don't know multiversal version it with like McAvoy is Stewart or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Clearly it's a, it's a different, he creates a new timeline. I don't think it's supposed to be a different character. That makes sure. sense. I think it's just like a recasting, not a re uh, a new universe. Although it's also a new universe because the shenanigans in days of future pass.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we're talking multiverse, all of those exist, you know, simultaneously yeah. in parallel.
1: Well, and if this is all becoming part of the MCU um, and MCM now, like, it means that way back in, like, whatever, early 2000s, that was the beginning of the Marvel Cinematic Multiverse, and it's been, like, they've been bouncing around in all the Days of Future Pants stuff. Like, they've just <laughs> been, like, moving around throughout these different parts of the multiverse and then at the end of Logan there's a or no I'm sorry at the end of the Wolverine right where he goes yeah but he goes to like the alternate future where the diff like it's a different version of the future that has those three characters or is that the end of days of future past that's the end of days of future past
0: yeah end of days of future past sorry
1: I got confused
0: where Gene is alive third
1: guess (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) Got it in three. (laughs) Golly. Like, I was joking, or we were talking about something here on the cast a few weeks ago where it was like, it's just sometimes it's getting kind of hard. Like, there's so many movies and TV shows now that it gets a little hard to, like, nail down exactly what happened when and, like, who is what. And, you know, I need to do more rewatches, basically, is what I'm saying. But, like, and we are. We're doing our Infinity Saga rewatch right now. um, Have been. Always be watching, MC. Always be watching. It's even harder when you start saying, also, all the X-Men movies now count.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all, of the, all of that backlog of, of MCU, all of the yep. spider Man, Yep, all the Spider-Mans count. The, the Fantastic Fours, like, all of it's canon. It's all canon.
1: Feige had a serious, crazy plan when he did all this stuff to, like, bring <laughs> all this stuff together and unify it into one big universe. We've joked about it in the past, but it was a complete joke because it's so crazy. And he's like,
0: "Ha ha, yeah, joke. Yeah, it's a joke." <sighs> so uh, this this idea that the Fantastic Four is gonna lead uh, or like start somewhere else and then lead into the the main MCU yeah. as we know the six one six. I love that idea. I've been saying this for years, yeah, though. Yeah, we've been it talking feels about it like, for
1: years. I love it
0: because, like, Reed Richards is in the comics, at least, like absolutely known for discovering other dimensions traveling to them like making vehicles that travel to other dimensions or universes and like that's that's his thing like it yeah. makes complete sense that like this whole time throughout the MCU you know the the fantastic 4 family has not been there because they've been off doing multiversal whatever yeah and now they're coming back and like how did you guys screw this up
1: yeah which is something we talked about, like, the possibility of having it be a – this was, you know, 10 years ago when they were first talking about making one. We were talking about, like, it being, like, a period piece where they started in the 60s and then jump into the multiverse and then come back. But I also think that what uh, Tim's idea here is is just, like, they aren't from here. They just start in yeah. the multiverse. They're from a different universe. And, man, that would be really interesting cool. and intriguing – Of their characters, if they don't exist in the MCU, like they don't exist in the 616, because Kang pruned them because he knew they were a threat, right? So now they're out in the multiverse somewhere, and now they come into our universe, and then like, I like that as, you know, like we talk about um, Cap is the man out of time, but what if their universe has already been destroyed to an incursion? And they're right like now, now like that. a homeless Fantastic Four that they've they're lost. They're refugees. Their, yeah. And, and they're they're here to try to stop this stop the destruction of the Kang Dynasty, but they're not from here. They're not necessarily champions of this universe. They're but they have to sort of make a new home in the MCU. That that could be really interesting. Yeah. I
0: like the the multiversal refugee idea because like that will very, very easily lead to this is why Kang is bad, and uh, and you know if they can't stop it, if they aren't able to save the multiverse, then that leads directly into Secret Wars. Mm-hmm. Like beautifully leads into Secret Wars, where like we couldn't stop it. This was the best we. This is the best I could do.
1: Well, I can you already know? see like some great character development there if that's what they go with, because it's like Reed. Like, the, what if the very last moment they're doing everything they can to stop the destruction of their universe, but they have a chance to bail out, then just save the four of them. And, like, no one else wants to do it, but Reed just sees it as, like, as, you know, it's like, well, it's either everyone, we're going with our universe or we're bouncing. And he, like, you know, hits that escape button. It kind of, like, sets him up as, like, he did made the hard decision or whatever, like, saved what he could, saved his family. Yeah. But, like his universe is gone you know (laughs) like and then the the, the rest of the characters i just imagine like just like cap having to learn about you know what music they have in this universe or whatever and missing peggy like every one of those characters missing their families or even visiting the families in which they don't exist you know what i mean like they go to see like a dad who never had them or whatever (laughs) like like trying to connect with people because all their families are gone and it it ties them together better because they are the only four that know them. You know what I mean? Like they're the only four, they are a family out of necessity because not only are the only four freaks with weird powers that had to <laughs> like rely on each other, but they've also lost everyone they ever knew, you know? Yeah. I love that idea.
0: There's also the potential for that to, you know, if it leads into secret wars, uh, the way that, uh, the way that I just talked about, um, <laughs> there's potential for that to set up Reed as the bad guy of secret wars Mm. and like have him be the, like the God emperor doom of it all. Sure. And like, uh, you know, it's that like, we lost our universe. I'm protecting my family. I will do anything I can to protect my family. Yeah.
1: Well, another option, another option there, you mentioned God emperor doom and another option is they're. This is all going down. They're trying to stop the destruction of the universe. But Doom has just prepared a way of getting away. You know what I mean? Doom is
0: the one that presses the button that gets them all out. And
1: then the five of them end up in another universe. And then Doom comes here as like a conquering hero and takes over his like his his country here as well as, you know, like in in the Latvaria. Yeah. Yeah. Goes to Latvaria and starts building it up as a superpower using his technology and stuff. And like Yeah. I could see that. I could see that too. It's. I can see that. I it's like immediate, it. and the biggest thing it does is it would make Kang a real threat. Like we we've talked about it over and over, how they every time Kang gets beat and and a story ends on a win, it's kind of like man that Kang's looking weaker and weaker. But what if we yep. see a, a really great Fantastic Four movie and their first movie ends on a loss? Oof, you know.
0: Yeah, like the only win they get is escaping.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Like they survive and that's it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it.
1: Not like, I like it a lot.
0: Next up we got Katie Elizabeth uh said, What if your patrons all wrote in stream of consciousness feedback?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Great what if. Great what if, Katie. And we have some stream of consciousness feedback.
0: Here we go. Here it is. Enjoy this randomness, perhaps while sipping on Costco eggnog.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's Emperor Costco eggnog to you.
0: I thought the conquistadores as the colonizers was interesting in Cahori's episode. As a Filipino-American, I learned that the Philippines was colonized by Spain. Now I'm wondering what my birth country would have been like if they had left us alone. Mm. Yeah. So... Loki was performing the Scottish play Hamlet at the Globe Theatre when everything went down in 1602. If I'm remembering from High School Britlit, the venue burnt during a performance of or a, a run of Hamlet. a so nice tie in. Mm. Nice to see our friends from Shang-Chi show up and team up with Hella. Guardians Holiday Special and Die Hard Avengers Tower. I mean, Happy Saves Christmas will be mandatory viewing next December. <laughs> don't punch your stones wrong is a great new year's resolution. (laughs) Thanks Matt, Jeff, and Scotty. (laughs) And finally the watcher and Loki, Yggdrasil and chill is what is the what if spinoff we all need. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, Um, Thank you. Thank you very much, Katie. Uh, I thought she was going to be, um, giving us thoughts on all the show, but I feel like a lot of, uh, a lot of her thoughts are from li- like, Like, a lot of people send us things where they're like live tweeting the show, basically. But that was sort of yeah. live tweeting our podcast, which I really like. I appreciate that. Yep. That was a lot of fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. Yggdrasil and Chill <laughs> is so good.
1: It really is. I love uh, it. Like, <laughs> yeah. It, it sometimes I forget how goof the goofy things we come up with. I forgot all about the. Two of them sitting at the edge of time, like eating popcorn gonna, or whatever.
0: Yeah you 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 want to you want to watch something else? Want to play a board game? I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the store. You want something?
1: Because I can look, do that. You look hungry. <laughs> the watcher looks down at the the bagel bite store, and he's like, "Do I interfere and in take these bagel bites?" <laughs>
0: Oh man, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Pinley! Uh. <laughs> I wanted to ill and chill, but you just seem to want a multiverse and mope. <laughs> <laughs> it's good.
1: It's good stuff. And <laughs> <laughs> right, we got one more here from okay. Niche, our good friend Niche. Thank you, Niche.
0: Niche says, "Hey, y'all! Oh, god." Scared, I'm scared I'm so scared Uh, I've watched the first three episodes of What If and had two big thoughts pop out at me One, did you catch that they called Nebula an Omega-class cybernetic organism? In comics, does Omega-class only apply to mutants, or are there other sources of power that can be Omega-class? Any other thoughts on the implications of Nebula being Omega-class?
1: Yeah, I thought that was interesting It definitely seemed like a uh, reference to Omega-class mutants, for sure but I don't know that it goes any deeper than that. I, I don't know in comics there any other Omega class, whatever. Oh God, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea either. I, I feel like it's just
0: a, like, this sounds spacey.
1: <laughs> They're like, throw some space words at it. I think there was, they were very deliberately making a reference to Omega class mutants just because it's such a common phrase. Sure. But yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know that it, it, She's an Omega class cybernetic organism, which I guess means she's a real good robot. Jabberwock robot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait, and is she two, a cybernetic or is she a cyborg? I thought she was a cyborg.
0: She is. She well, she in that episode she calls herself a cyborg.
1: Right. Okay. I guess I think when I think of cybernetic organism, I think of like purely cybernetic. You know what I'm saying? Like Terminator is a cybernetic organism.
0: Well, cy- cyborg is supposed to be like a like a partially human, partially cybernetic, right? Like cybernetic enhancements.
1: Yes. So I guess like I I, I would think of there would be a distinction there, but I guess uh, I guess it doesn't have to be.
0: I mean, she got a lot of cybernetic enhancements because Gamora was a bitch. Because Gamora was a bitch. Because <laughs> uh. Gamora never let her win. Yeah. Okay, and uh, Nish says, number two, I found it interesting that Chris Evans doesn't voice his own character, especially based on his comments about how much he cares about the character, and because Ruffalo, Renner, and Hemsworth are all here. It seems like no one is busier than John Favreau right now, but he was still voicing his own character. Nothing against Chris Evans at all, and I would, of course, still love to see him come back. However, I was curious your thoughts on his absence juxtaposed with his recent comments in the news, and if you could shed any other light on why some actors voice their own character on What If, and why others don't. Thanks, as always, for the continuous content, and keep on jamming!
1: Yeah, I think it's interesting. He did make those comments last week, a couple weeks ago about how much he cares about his character, and how precious it is to him. But the um context of those comments was that he didn't know if he'd ever come back. So I think yeah. the, the idea is that he cares so much about his character that he wants to be protective of it and not just do something um you know frivolous with it. So I think probably him as an actor is looking at it going like I closed that part of my life. I'm done. I'm not going to come back for kind of what he views as probably a frivolous thing. What if I mean honestly, if I wasn't a big fan of it and I wasn't like following it like I thought of it as a frivolous thing until season one came out and season two, I think of even less frivolous. I think it's been really, really killer. Um, So, but, but in, in the whole of what is uh, content that Chris Evans probably cares about. And same thing with Robert Downey Jr. I think they both care about the characters and they probably don't want to come back and like do something unless it's something big. And also, like, right. if they keep sprinkling themselves into the content, they're not going to get that big payday to come back. They're going to be like, oh, you know, you want to be here anyway. You were here last week recording for What If. Come on, just do one <laughs> scene in in a uh, Secret Wars.
0: <laughs> I think that's the thing, though, is that like they probably just cost too damn much. Mm, yeah, because like Chris Evans, Downey, or RDJ and uh, ScarJo, like the three of them don't don't voice their characters mm, in What yeah. If. Exactly. Uh especially it's kind of funny like Lake Bell does the voice for Black Widow or for Natasha and Lake Bell had like a live action part in uh Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Mm. Like she was um the researcher with the helicopter. I was that got blown up by Namor. Namor. No
1: I may have mentioned it on the What If? cast. I think I probably did, but you weren't here, I don't believe. I uh I was really proud of my little panda in training, uh, Skylar. She uh, noticed that it was the same voice actor playing Natasha that plays Poison Ivy on Harley Quinn. (laughs) And I was (laughs) like, "Good ear, good ear." Yeah, she's like, "That's the same person." Um, I was that was pretty awesome. (laughs) Another thought. Another thought about these. This uh, who plays their characters and who doesn't. The three. The three you just mentioned. Uh, Renner, Hemsworth, uh, Ruffalo, uh, even Favreau are all the ones who are still under contract with Marvel to make yeah. future projects. Like, yep. Uh, they're it, still working with Marvel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Scarlett Johansson, uh, Robert Downey Jr., and Chris Evans are all done as of now. So they're going to have to come back to them to do it. I think these what-if, probably when they redid their last set of contracts, they probably worked out – okay, we're going to do these big movies, you're going to be in, Sp- you know, Favreau, you're going to be in Spider-Man No Way Home, but you also are going to be in this smaller show and do a voice acting part, you know? And, and not that yep. he wouldn't want to, but it's, it's sort of the leverage of when you get them to sign these multi-picture deals, you can be like, all right, you're going to be in three movies and also a cartoon, you know? So I think that probably plays into, like, it just feels like that's exactly what it lines up on who is where, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, it's
0: absolutely contracts. Like yeah. it's the contract line. I hate to like I hate to bring the business side of it mm-hmm. into it and like, oh there's there's gotta be a way. There's something about like why they're not you know, it's it's we get we get a headcanon like, oh it's a different character. It's not the same one because it's not the six one six
1: or whatever, like meh no. Maybe just just contracts. But it's just contracts. Yeah. And uh, Niche had one more email he sent in uh, for after he'd finished Here, What If. Oh, yeah.
0: Just finished What If last night and just finished your finale cast this afternoon. You were kind of joking about this, but please don't toy with me. I think I speak for all your listeners when I say that we 100% need a frame-by-frame breakdown of this last episode on YouTube. It was an absolute feast for the eyes, and with so much going on on screen, this episode is just... Begging for deeper analysis. Mm. Inject that opium directly into my
1: ears. <laughs> I like this idea. Maybe maybe we can find a couple of because the problem is the frame by frame doesn't work. I, I I'd have to figure out a workaround because you can't screen capture or screen record in Disney Plus. Yep. So Disney so Plus even
0: stops all of that.
1: Yeah. Even if you're just looking at a single. You know, frame. It's like you can't even see a freeze frame when you pause on Disney Plus. So much less while doing a frame by frame. But we might be able to like just maybe we can just take some screenshots somehow. <laughs> Figure like take a picture with my phone of my own screen, um, yep. literal <laughs> screenshot, and uh, and then we can go into like looking at some of those some of those some of those more um, interesting moments, like the the characters in the background of, of like when she when she's walking through. Uh, strange Supremes like layer you see all those characters in the background like who are all of them can we uh, how many can we identify um that would be a lot of fun we might we might try to get get up to something like that this week on the youtube youtube.com stranded panda uh, if you want to follow us on YouTube we're dropping um we drop uh any of our video episodes on there which normally we do video episodes when there's like con- new content when we can did not do that for what if because every every day a video episode would be like my entire day's work, so I couldn't. I couldn't do. <laughs> uh, I couldn't do that over the holidays. But we did only audios. Bit too much. Bit too much. This is still not my full time job, unfortunately. Um, one day. One day. Despite how much we're trying. Yeah. Exactly. One day we can make this network our our full time gig. Hopefully, do do more podcasts for you guys. So that's that's all the uh, feedback we had for what if. I guess that's it. We, we we went a lot longer than I was expecting, to be honest. <laughs> tonight, hell yeah, hell yeah. You're welcome, content baby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nah, for real, it's good chatting with you, Jeff. Likewise, sir. And uh, I uh sad you're back across the country again. It was fun having you over here for a week. Yeah, when are you gonna come visit me, dude? I am down. Uh, money is an issue, but other than money, I would be there like next week. I've got a really I've got a really light <laughs> January, but like um, I really want to come out there. That would be really fun.
0: Yeah, you could try the Vitruvia Machine and get wrecked.
1: Yeah, that sounds like not what I would want to do on vacation. I think. Um, sure <laughs> yeah. Reasonable. Yeah. Well, we'll, uh, we'll we'll see if we can pull that off sometime soon. Maybe we can do do a bunch of episodes out there in Cali. Feel feel a different vibe. We
0: need a panda meetup.
1: Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. I really want to do a tenth anniversary meetup. Because we are really close to the tenth anniversary coming up in uh, August. Um, there's some. There's been some discussion of doing it at Dragon Con and then oh, inviting man, everybody. Dragon Con would be so great. I, we just got. We gotta get on on the ball about that. So because uh, that's that would be like worth everybody. Like anybody that's a fan of this network. That like if you flew in, it would make it worth your time. Because it'd be like also see Dragon Con. <laughs> yeah, there's
0: also a con. Yeah,
1: it's also a con. But we'd all be there, and we get to do meetups and stuff. Yep, yeah, that'd be really cool, man.
0: And knowing knowing the director of the podcasting track, like we could definitely have some amount of something scheduled for yeah, the pandas to that's, come that's, together.
1: We talked about it. Um, we should definitely try to make that happen next year. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Well, um, it's coming up, so we we're gonna, we'll, we, It was literally on my to do list today to at email DragonCon. Like I put it on my like it's been on my to do list for a couple months, but like I moved it to my list for today and i didn't get to it yet but i might do it after we after i edit this podcast (laughs) um cool all right uh jeff good to talk to you peace
0: until next time
1: true believers hey you just listened to the marvel cinematic universe podcast from stranded panda i really hope you liked it let me just say a big thank you to all of our supporters on Patreon.com MCUCast, you are the lifeblood of our little operation here. And a huge, huge thank you to our insanely generous Illuminati tier patrons, Walter Kreisky III, Lieutenant Bongo, and Jazz Viz. You guys are amazing. If you'd like to see our beautiful faces, you can catch a video version of many of our episodes at YouTube.com slash StrandedPan. Love you 3000, my friends.